Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because after giving up my career in hockey, I actually just started playing golf. And today is the biggest golf tournament pretty much ever. If I win this tournament, I will have enough money to save my grandma's house. So as you can tell, I won't be able to make it into work. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their perfect meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon, a real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a talking alligator. But this week, we have the magnificent Daniel Connell. Daniel has been in the comedy scene for nearly a decade now and is an absolute comedy legend. Daniel had his first national tour last year, selling out shows with his Gutless Wonder tour. Daniel has performed all over the world, from Sydney to Singapore to Malaysia, and is back this year with a brand new show at the Sydney Comedy Festival called I'm Always Sore, which will be at Enmore Theatre on the 18th and 19th of May. As always, get your tickets to this fantastic show. Links are in the description below. But for now... Pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chuckin' a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck, Chuck Daniel, thank you so much for joining me on Chuckin' a Sickie. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Well, look, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Uh, to start off every episode, we have to get into the mindset of your worst job because you can only have your perfect day if you start off in the worst possible job you've ever had. And I know you've had some interesting jobs, you know, Woolworths and as a chef, <laughs> also the Department of Defense. I, I yeah. saw that you work there. So for you, what has been your worst job? Uh, I reckon I would have to go back to there's been a couple like the department of defense one was i was i was delivering mail in a mail room so <laughs> it was the cruisiest job a person could ever have on like good government money as well just two loads of mail a day and then just putting it in pigeonholes basically it was oh, that yeah, seems great yeah nine to five uh getting flex time it was <laughs> it was too good too good to be true so i can't say that one uh, even though it sounds horribly boring Boring's okay, I feel. If, yeah. If it's like, if it's something that doesn't take a lot of like brain power in a way, it's yeah. kind of nice just to sit there and know that, you know, you're getting paid, as you said, a decent yeah. wage just for looking at some mail. Yeah, exactly. And I'd started comedy that, that year. And so I was just kind of sitting at my desk writing a few little gags while waiting for <laughs> yeah. the mail to come in. Um, yeah. Chefing was all right. I, my worst job ever would have to be when I was about 16. A local sports store that my uncle managed in my hometown of Batemans Bay, they hired me and a mate to go and get golf balls from the golf course for them. Oh. And, and we had yeah. to go in the we had to go in the swamps and things at the golf course, which we thought was fine. <laughs> but then my dad tells me later it's tri like it's it's just sewage water basically. And um, <laughs> we would we would go up, up to our necks and like get the balls out. And oh, the, God. The, the guys from the club would hate it and they'd bring um, bags of dye, like red dye, and throw it in the water to deter yeah. you. And we'd go home with like red, red bodies, half from our sort of waist <laughs> down, we red. And it, you'd basically be red for two weeks afterwards from the ink stains on your body. That's so that, yeah, so bad. Like surely, also you're, you're worried about E. coli, so you're like, you know, potentially getting really sick, yeah. also stained red. Yeah, yeah. And I assume they don't stop play while you're trying to fetch these balls. No, no, people just go around and tell you, to, like old guys telling you to piss off and stuff. Yeah, and we, we, were, we were getting fifty cents a ball, so it was that was probably it. yeah, probably money was it probably wasn't worth it. 
but and surely there's not that many balls in a swamp like a, sh- a few but you would be surprised really? we 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 could get we get 3 or 400 on a good day so yeah <laughs> it, it was it was money like that's it, like 200 bucks yeah when you back, 16 yeah it, was, yeah it was a bit of money yeah with inflation um, that's what $2000 now $4000 yeah. <laughs> way more yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, so we we were glad we just had to wear tracksuit pants everywhere for the two weeks afterwards. And <laughs> yeah. No, no one would see our red, our red skin in the height of summer, just wearing tracksuit pants. Yeah. I was going to say, could you get away with it looking like sunburn, or was it very clearly like you had no. gone to like a a tie dye yeah. party and it's gone extremely <laughs> exactly. wrong? Yeah, it looked like like body paint almost. It was yeah. When it first happened, we thought, oh, that'll wash off, and it does not. It was no. I don't know where they were getting the ink from, but it was. <laughs> Super great. It's probably some ink that they've outlawed in like the 1970s because it's like <laughs> yeah. fatal for children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll backfire on me later in life at yeah. some point. Look, yeah. I'd have some lawyers swarming around just in case there's a nice, you know, personal injury case there. <laughs> yeah. I've still yeah. got like that outline of red in my toenails. I still can't get it off. Sometimes that's the hardest thing. Like, um, I feel like sometimes when I've been using dye, don't ask me what for, but I've been using dye <laughs> and like the fingernails are the last thing to really, to wash away because you oh, have to wait yeah. for them to like grow back at the top of the nail in order for yes. them to wash away. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And in that, in those crevices in the nail, it's hard to get in there as well. Yes. Without so hurting your, your cuticles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a careful extraction. <laughs> that that does sound like a pretty terrible job. Um, mm. But obviously, for quite a while now, you've been doing comedy. Um, yeah. I, I know that you got into comedy from watching Jim Moen. It seemed like he inspired you in a lot of yeah. ways. So yep. I guess for you, did you always know that you wanted to do comedy? It was something that you were interested in? Yeah, I reckon from... I reckon I have memories of being like 15 or 16 and uh, watching a lot of stuff on telly like watching comedy festival galas mm. and watching uh, the Jim Owen show and things like that. And, yeah. re, you know, telling those stories to friends the next day at school, trying to get a laugh. And then when I was 17, he came to my hometown and played at the bowling club in, ba- uh, the sorry, the RSL club in Batemans Bay. And I went with a bunch of mates and it was just like him and Bob Franklin was his support act. Oh yeah. And it, just so funny and just, and, um, you know, such an amazing experience. And I just remember in my head, I didn't tell anyone. I just, but in my head, I was like, "That's what I want to do." Um, but then it took a good sort of eight or nine years till I tried it for the first time. But I still, even through the chefing years and Department of Defence, you know, when I started there, I still had that in my mind that I would give it a go at some point. Yeah, mm. it's it's interesting because obviously you really started when you're about twenty five. Um, yeah. And what was what was the first gig that you did? Uh, I did my first gig was Green Faces in Canberra, which was a, a national competition, and I signed up for it. I was at I was working at Defence, and I was talking to a couple of mates at work, and I said I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. And you had to do ten minutes of new material, but I, I thought it was, I thought Green meant nobody had ever done it before. I thought it was just first yeah, time. Makes sense. Yeah, and I got there, and I was, I, I met the seven other acts from Canberra, in the Canberra heat, and they were like, "Oh, hello. we haven't seen you around the scene. How long have you been doing?" I said, "Oh, this is my first gig," <laughs> yeah. and they were just like gobsmacked <laughs> because they all had six to twelve months under their belt. Yeah. So I instantly was like terrified, like, "What have I done?" And I'd written sort of seven or eight minutes and did it, and it, one joke in there went really well. Yeah. And I got a big laugh from about three hundred, this pub full of three hundred people, and I, that was just enough. It just 
this feeling went through my body and I was just like, oh, well, I want I want that again, you know? Yeah, light bulb moment. Yeah, very addictive. Did you have to declare to the Department of Defense that you were doing comedy as well? Because I know they have these nah. weird rules about like you're <laughs> yeah. doing a side hustle. Yeah, I'm sure if I was anything higher than a male, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, male boy, I probably true. would have, but yeah, no, nothing from them. Yeah, I saw in an interview that you did as well that um, you spoke about the fact that you were actually terrified of public speaking. Yeah, yeah, I hated it. I... Um, yeah how did you overcome that and become a comedian like they seem so contrasting yeah i guess like the the first i remember the first couple of years i would i'd get so nervous in the lead up to it like back at school you know i'd play school cricket and they'd have to get us up to talk about our cricket match at assembly and give a recap and i i would be you know sick in the stomach for the two days before it just to do a five minute just tell what the score was and who scored runs (laughs) and it would just terrify me um, and then, yeah, I, I knew going into stand-up that, you know, get, doing that first gig, I would have to stand in front of people. And that was one of the biggest fears. And I remember walking on stage and I couldn't even get the microphone out of the stand because I didn't, I'd never oh, taken, oh, I'd never yeah. even, I'd never done that before. I'd never taken a microphone yeah. out of a stand <laughs> and just, yeah, just absolutely terrifying. Um, but yeah, I just, I just obviously really wanted to try it. For, and once I got that little rush of a reasonable joke landing. Um, that was enough to say, all right, we'll just keep doing it, get that feeling, and eventually that fear will go away. But it took me a long, it took me a long time. It's like compared to someone who's had a bit of stage time or a bit of, you know, maybe did theatre at school or something. Um, I reckon it would have taken me an extra two or three years just to feel comfortable on stage to someone yeah. who'd already felt comfortable up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because I was like a theatre kid at school. So we did plays and I had no issue getting up on stage for a play. But having to like give a speech or like MC an event yeah, really right. stressed me out. Because I feel yeah. like when you're in theatre, right, you've got this facade of you're another character, it's not you. But like when you're, you're doing comedy or, you know, you're doing a speech, yeah. it's like, oh, this is you. And if no one laughs, yeah. that's that's on you. <laughs> that's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can sort of drift drift in amongst the other characters in a play yeah yeah exactly yes yeah, yeah, definitely and like it is yeah spotlight on you and what's coming out of your mouth is <laughs> the only thing that's been listened to yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty daunting yeah but it seems <laughs> to have gone pretty well for you so far obviously you've been doing it for like 10 yeah. years now you've been around the world you did your first national tour last year um and this year you've got your new show i'm always sore um yeah. what's that what's that all about so I, I sort of came up with a name. I've become a father in the last couple of years and getting on a bit, sort of pushing up towards 40 now, you know, late 30s. And I've just, it, it's just, a, it, it, it's all kind of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just observations and stuff that's got nothing to do with um, how I feel, but just everything that's happening in my life now, like I'm just much more tired and sore than <laughs> yeah. I was five years ago you know so um yeah yeah i said that one day to my wife i was like oh i'm like my, i'm just always sore now and she just laughed and said that's a good name for a show so it's, it's locked it in yeah it's a great name it's so relatable <laughs> as well like i feel yeah. like every birthday i get i'm not celebrating i'm just like well now my elbow hurts and now i can't <laughs> get off a chair and it's like yeah. every year yeah. it's just like what can't i do with my body <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's funny isn't it like it, i had an uncle i went to perth and my uncle's like oh, i got out of bed the other day he's, he's like 55 yeah. he sort of got out of bed and his hip just clicked and he's had some <laughs> weird he's in agony now he's, he's pinched some nerve just getting out of bed yeah. and I'm like, yeah. 
That's what I'm in for. That's what's coming. Yeah. Because yeah, like when you're a kid and you injure yourself, right? It's because you're doing something stupid. Like you're jumping over a fence mm. or doing something exciting. The yeah. older you get, I remember I pulled my back out for like four weeks because I picked up my dog. <laughs> Just like a tiny little like two kilo dog pulled yeah. my back out completely. Oh, mate. I know the feeling. I did it lifting a, lifting the toilet seat up one night. <laughs> no. Just Bending a little bit to put yeah. and just everything just locked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. It's really a sign of, of, of aging, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, Pilates is and yoga. I, I did yoga during lockdown because mm. we had all that time in our hands and it, it, it works. Like it, I, I wasn't as sore and I was yeah. able to move. My body was a bit more rubbery. So I've got to get, <laughs> I've really got to get back into it. Have you, have you done Pilates before or was this your first time trying it? First lockdown? time. Yeah. 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 First I've time. Heard, I've heard really good things. Everyone that I've spoken to that does Pilates or yoga, they're like, it's a game changer. Yeah. I've just never been able to get into it. My body is just so broken. I'm just like, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah. That's it. I think once you think you're like the tin man, you think <laughs> I just can't, yeah. you know, I can't do anything. Yeah. But once you, yeah, once you do, I think, it, yeah, you sort of start really beginner. And then just work your way up. But there's some moves in there, obviously, you'll never do. No. But <laughs> no. yeah, so long as you do the little cat cow poses and stuff. Yeah, baby pose. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get around that. <laughs> All right. So going back to your worst job. So your worst job was at a sports store. You got a bunch of mm. golf balls, which sounds mm-hmm. pretty awful. Tie-dye experience. Did you ever, <laughs> do you ever chuck a siki from there or from any of the jobs that you've had so far? Um, yeah, I, 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 when I moved to Melbourne to sort of, I sort of moved to Melbourne from Canberra and I, I got a transfer with defense Yeah, I got, I worked in a mail room in Mel, in Melbourne, at De, in defense in Melbourne. Yeah. And that was a, that was cushy as as well, but it only lasted a year. And then I got into health insurance on the phones oh, and God. that's where, that's where, and I was doing comedy at night and that's where the sickies started to creep into my life <laughs> yeah. much, much more than I I like my father's very like my I honestly can't remember my dad having a sick day for you know from when I was ten to thirty like I just yeah. don't ever remember him. He's one of the you know those old school. They just don't have sick days is just not a thing. And it, now he has like oh, I've got like seven hundred sick days saved <laughs> yeah. up. You know like oh well, have them mate like have yeah. one. Yeah, you don't get paid yeah. out that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll lose it when you I, leave. Yeah, pride themselves on not being sick. So I used to be a bit like that. Like mm. I never. But yeah, once I started taking phone calls of irate people, um, yeah. I started yeah I started using some good excuses. Yeah, um, my my go to, and I think the the best go to and the untouchable go to is diarrhea every time. Yeah, yeah, it you definitely like, is. You can't, I, I surprise more people don't use that for other things like, um, you know, like when you see a sport like a sports star gets in trouble off yeah. the law, yeah, and they've like king hit someone at a pub or. Drink, drunk driving or something just say i had diarrhea <laughs> and no one's going to ask you a second question like no one wants to know as soon as you say that word they're like, oh, okay yeah, yeah fair enough enjoy your day off <laughs> yeah but, but you can't use it you can't use it like four or five times in a year because it starts getting sus you know you've yeah. got to use it wisely because yeah. then you might have some bigger issues in your bowels and then yes you probably need medical yeah. certificates it can get dangerous there. exactly yeah 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 it's tr- and your boss is like what's going on yeah yeah I think you need to see a specialist i i find that you can be even more vague you don't necessarily even yeah. have to say diarrhea you can just say oh my stomach's just not right and, th- yeah. and they like that's the code word for hey yeah I'm spilling my guts out all all yeah, day yeah i'm not coming in 
yeah, yeah. That's not a bad one, actually. It's a little bit more subtle. Yeah. And and like we had um, a son goes to daycare, and we've had gastro three times in the oh, last twelve okay, months. Yeah. And I tell you what, when you tell people you've had gastro, and I'm being legitimate, it is yeah. People don't want to have anything to do with you. So no, ga- it, gastro is probably another one. If anybody's listening and you want to have a sick day, just say. Gastro. gastro is a huge one because everyone in the mm. office, I think like with coughs and colds now, people are getting a bit more to how they used to be where it's it's not yeah. great, but like people are more okay with that. But as soon as you say yeah. gastro, that that's the magic word. And yeah. everyone just like clears in a hundred meter radius. Like you're right. Yeah. Anything you don't want to do, <laughs> you just say <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. And it's, it's weird that there's no follow-up questions because for everything else, yeah. there's follow-up questions. Yeah. I'm sure there's a small amount of bosses out there that are like, oh yeah, what? what's 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 happening tell us more yeah. Yeah. asking for stool samples so, yeah yeah <laughs> calling your bluff yeah 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 uh, and i think that's that's a bluff that i'd probably never want to prove like as yeah, much as yeah, possible yeah. If i can steer clear of that yeah like, that would be yeah. great yeah i've heard of i've heard of like mates in jobs like like serious jobs like in law firms and yeah um like financial i've got a mate who's a financial planner and his boss would just won't They'll be like, he'll be like, he legitimately has gastro from his kid or something. And he's like, yeah, no, I need you to come in, mate. Wow. Like they just won't, just won't take no for an answer. That's crazy. I was like, you need to go like, maybe like you've lost a limb, like you lost a finger <laughs> yeah. or something, or you need to go really serious to get out of that one. I feel like even losing a limb might not be enough because gastro, I would say is arguably worse than losing a yeah. limb in the sense <laughs> yeah. that in a workplace environment, like you probably have to lose your entire head and yeah. be like, listen, at this point, I'm just yeah. a floating Richard Nixon bobblehead. Like I yeah, yeah. cannot come in. Yeah. I, I, to, to be honest, I would probably give up my pinky finger to not have had gastro three times in the last 12 months, I reckon. Like oh, that's, yeah. a tra- that's a trade I would, like half my pinky finger I would give to get that time okay. back, I reckon. What? Okay. What's the uh, threshold here? Are we are we saying not full th- pinky finger? Are we saying not full? I okay. And I'd like <laughs> just yeah, half of the pinky. Just, yeah, like the you know the the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, just and, the, and the the top the gang sacrifice. The top yeah, nub, like, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just top that off and give me that twelve days I lost. See, but I feel like that's dangerous, right? Because then potentially it's the same as like the teardrop. Uh, tattoo people oh, see you yeah. with half a finger and then instantly they want to fight you yeah and you're like yeah, oh, yeah. i just didn't want gastro <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then they still don't want to fight you once yeah, they yeah, the word exactly. gastro. that's so true <laughs> <laughs> you've gotten out of your terrible job and you get to start the day but it's not a big night it's a big day mm, uh, baraka performance yeah. they still haven't they still haven't sponsored us but i'm sure they will one day um, so what would be your baraka performance song to pump you up to start the day oh, just right good song i like you know what i'm a bit old school i like um i've always liked the chili peppers for my sort of just to get me in a good mood okay because I, I listened to them a lot when i was sort of 14 to 20 yeah um yeah and there's some really nostalgic songs in there so i reckon i'd play a bit of uh, this Velvet Glove, I reckon, by the Chili Peppers, from which is from their like ninety ninety nine album, I think, from um, Californication. Yeah, it's so, it's a song on there called This Velvet Glove. I'd get that cranking, I reckon, to start the day. No one's had the yeah. Chili Peppers before, and look, they're a bit. It's funny, people like. So I got mates right into music and comedy, and so many people hate them for some reason. But really. Yeah, they're they're a bit of a because defi- I think they're similar, like just those bands that have been around forever mm. that sort of sound similar. And but I still buy their new albums, and I went and saw them a month ago here in Melbourne, and, and I took three mates who had one had seen them before and two hadn't, 
and were on the fence about them. And after the show, they were like, all right. like They, they do are. put on a fantastic show. I've seen them a few times and they're absolutely phenomenal. I yeah. think uh, it's interesting. I was actually having this conversation last night. I'm, I'm a massive Chili's fan. Um, oh, nice. But again, their older albums, their newer stuff, I just can't really get around. And it's great that you yeah, still buy right. the album, but I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. Their their first couple of albums, pretty much till Stadium Arcadium, was just like every single hot hit, every single song was a hit. And then the new songs is like one or two from each album, but I just feel like it didn't have that same that same bang that it, that it used to. The two they released this last year, I thought because Prashante come back, I just thought like they were the closest to uh, like by the there was a couple of songs like it had a bit of a by the way. They, they released like two 17 song albums so yeah, you know if, if, they, if, if they had just done one 15 song album with the best 15 out of that 34 yeah i reckon i reckon people they would have gone even bigger like in the radio play and stuff because there's some songs that like it's really good i've even got a couple of the new songs in my house music this year um yeah, okay yeah it's it's good like it's yeah i still really enjoy it i think they've gone this these albums went you know probably the ones before that you know, for 10 years were a bit hit or miss, but I feel like these last latest two are, are a bit back to the old the old ways. Yeah, a couple of their singles like are Dark Necessities and um, yeah, Goodbye Angel, yeah. I feel like they were really fantastic singles, um, but the rest of the album didn't hold up and like Mr. Mr. Robot or Do Robot, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a bit hit and miss. But it is interesting you say, because I think their concerts, regardless of whether or not you like their new stuff or not, their concerts always seem to be fantastic probably some of the best concerts i've ever been to yeah well it's from, like it's from those old any of those old acts that they had to be good live to get anywhere back then so and they and live is their bread and butter so they've done it so many times they just and, and i found because they don't move around as much anymore because they're 60 <laughs> yeah. you know they yeah how old are they they're, at this they're, point <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah 60 they turned the two like anthony and flea and they don't so they're not moving around as much as they used to, so they're really on the instrument. So it sounds even better because they're, you know, they're not flapping around everywhere. Yeah, um, that's incredible. Have Have you read Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, yeah. What a yeah, book! Long, long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, even that gets bagged out now. Like people put shit on it, but really, it's a good book. It's a fantastic yeah, yeah. book. It's a great read. Yeah, sold yeah. a lot of copies. Yeah, which makes sense. Look, it's yeah. a great song choice by, I would say, probably one of the greatest bands of all time. I know very controversial, yeah. very uh, uh, divisive <laughs> as a band, but I'm I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Um, nice. I am quite jealous that you got to go to the show this year. I was very, very <laughs> close to going again, but yeah. couldn't couldn't justify well, It's like 200 bucks to go. It's expensive, yeah. They'll yeah. be back though. They'll be back when they're 64. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're very similar to like the Rolling Stones, just like never stop playing. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I th- I thought this might be a bit of a farewell, but it didn't have the vibe of that. I think no. they're, <laughs> no. they're, yeah, they're loving it. <coughs> okay, so we've got your song, This Velvet Glove by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, you're feeling a bit peckish. So where would you go in your local area um, or maybe back in your hometown in Batesman's Bay? Where would you go for your perfect meal? So... It can so we've started. Would it be a brunch because I've just started the morning, or could Look, it be a lunch? It can be a lunch. I'm I'm very flexible. It can be a brunch, lunch. It can even be a dinner if you want. Uh, okay. But if you want to stick with lunch, we can go with that. I would go. You know what? This is. I reckon I would go to Bateman's Bay. Yeah. And go to Bernie's Seafood out at Batehaven. Bernie's Seafood. And I yeah, and I would get 
like if they've got a blue grenadier or something like that, battered, uh, some chips, potato cake, and maybe some calamari rings. Have a full blowout, like a proper blowout, a can yeah. of Coke. Just like a like whole seafood a, basket. Yeah. And a blo- like a proper diet blowout, can of Coke, tartare, tomato sauce, and then walk across the road and sit on the beach and, and eat it. That yeah. is a great, great choice. I feel I like... I that's what I'd do. Obviously, you've grown up in Batemans Bay, and I think I grew mm. up near the coast as well, and I feel like growing up near the coast, fish and chips on the beach is just like the most yeah. idyllic situation <laughs> and just like such fond memories of childhood, especially with yeah. your tartar sauce. I feel like <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and it, it, the food probably isn't even that. No, it's not culinary-wise. It's not blowing your socks off, but the combination of it with looking at water and yeah, you know, being relaxed is is what it's all about. I reckon. Yeah, it's something else. There is a very important question that I have to ask: How do they <laughs> how do they wrap their chips? Do how they, do they wrap them? Do they put it in a box or do they do they wrap them in newspaper? They do. Well, it's paper. Okay. They wrap the whole, okay. the whole, the, everything you get is in just that white classic paper. Okay. No newspaper, but paper. Yeah. That is that is very very important because yeah. I feel like that yeah. is really the standard. Yeah, and then you unravel the paper and it's just all in there. Yeah. Okay. And you got to dig through to find your tatty cakes and your calamari <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's like a treasure hunt at that point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Great. All the different flavors mixing through and salt, not chicken salt, by the way. Not chicken, not chicken salt. salt. Why not chicken salt? Never been a fan of chicken salt. I think it's a fraud. I think salt is <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of chicken salt as a fraud. Also, I've never heard of anyone that doesn't like chicken salt. I feel like chicken salt really? is, yeah, is like the goat of, I mean, there's like Himalayan rock salt, which is probably the goat of salts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like chicken salt is everyone's go-to when they're getting some fish and yeah. chips. No, no, get it away. <laughs> get, your, get your proper salt out, sprinkle it on, Yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. I, I like the combination of, of fried foods. Do you think after eating this, you're able to walk away or is there just so much of that just like deep fried in you that you're just like, I got to sit at the beach for the next five to 10 hours and then yeah. maybe if my back allows it, I'll stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is hard to get motivated after that. Yeah. Uh, there'd definitely be, um, I, I even could possibly go order it uh, take it down. It's wrapped in paper, so it'll stay hot for a while. Have a quick swim. Oh, that's nice. And then come back and sit and eat it. That's what I'd probably do. Yeah. And then go home and have a nap in the afternoon, <laughs> which for like, <laughs> which like doctor wise, you know, having a big feed of deep fried food and then sleeping is probably not <laughs> ideal, but it's my blowout day. Yeah, it's fine. So, you know, that's I'll be ex- good. I'll, I'll be healthy for the month afterwards. I know? think that's fine. I also feel like a nap after a meal perfect combination you can never go wrong yeah. with a nice nap after a huge meal yeah i only allow it several you know maybe easter easter time yeah um after some hot crossies and then Chris, <laughs> christmas time after a big christmas feed yeah and then on this this sicky day that's the other day i'll allow that it. You i'll would... try to try to avoid the naps after food. <laughs> yeah that makes sense now you're obviously eating at the beach so there's two issues here there's seagulls yeah. And, ch- and yep. bin chickens. So yeah, yeah. we're saying hypothetically in this perfect day, they're, they're not around. Uh, they're leaving you alone to eat your food. But yeah. in reality, what's your what's your method for, for fending them off? Well, thankfully down that down that far, no bin chickens okay, down, that, down in that area. Thankfully, but seagulls are pests. Um, I just they, they I just let them walk around me and come up close. Yeah, they won't they won't 
Bateman's Bay ones aren't rude, you know, they're quite <laughs> yeah. polite. They won't come up and take it out of your hand. <laughs> but if you do throw any out, uh, you're going to start chaos. So don't throw any out until you've finished your meal, I think. Yeah, that is a very important yeah. rule. I think the seagulls down south are a lot less entitled than the ones up in Sydney. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the ones yeah. in Sydney, they just they just assume. Like they, they yeah. come in way too close for comfort. Yeah, I think they're a bit more desperate too because there's probably more of them you know, we're a bit more laid back down mm. the coast, less of them, and they get more. They probably get more, so yeah. they don't need to fight fight over it as much and be pushy. Um, they're well fed down there. You <laughs> yeah. know? They're yeah. plump seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to live in yeah. a city without bin chickens as well must be pretty glorious. I think. Yeah, it's funny. I because yeah, I, I think they must start up around Sydney or Wollongong or somewhere along there. Cause, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not down the coast at all, which is funny. They've all just migrated. I guess for those that aren't from Australia, bin chickens are ibises, which are a common pest oh. bird in Australia. When I was in Taronga Zoo, I was eating a hot dog. I was a young <laughs> kid, and you know how bin chickens are. One came up, took the entire hot dog, and it was like the worst day of my life. Like I still have trauma eating hot dogs because because <laughs> of this bin chicken that just stolen. Like they just had no regard for human life. They were just like, I'll take the whole thing. You wouldn't find that yeah. in Bateman's Bay. I'll tell you that much. No, no, we get a lot of those water hens. Yeah, you know those those sort of dark blue ones with the red beaks. Yes, I do know they, that. Yeah. Look, yeah, a lot of those little things. They look like dinosaurs when they run. But yeah. maybe, maybe, there, maybe there is ibis down there, but they're not like, they might be in like the water. I, I can't remember seeing one. They're definitely not like jumping on the bins and yeah, like all around the main street of the town. Um, yeah, but they, they might might have come through. But there's definitely a street called Ibis Place down there. So They, they probably saw them at some point. At some point yeah. they were Ibisai, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the plural, but a flock of ibises. <laughs> um, yeah. <coughs> Bernie Seafood sounds like a great meal. Uh, you're going to have everything that, essentially on the menu from the um, potato cakes to the chips, the different types of fish, everything wrapped in that paper, which sounds absolutely delightful. Sit at the beach, have a quick dip, and then a nap straight after. But if you could go anywhere in the world for your perfect meal, so you know, money is oh. not an option, uh, an issue. It could be, you can teleport yourself to anywhere. Where would you go yeah. for your perfect meal? Goodness me. What a great question. Um, it's not an easy question. I realize no. as well. I, you know what, you know what? I miss this. I went to Edinburgh fringe a couple of times and my wife and I, we traveled around Scotland a couple of times and I got addicted. This is down the, fish and chips path yeah <laughs> i got addicted to battered uh black pudding so you are like the third person to choose black pudding really yes that is bizarre it is I, so many people yeah. love scottish food yeah i i got addicted i got like i put on like seven kilos or something in <laughs> in in six or seven weeks because yeah. i was eating them because you get the efficient chip shops and it's got you get them to just a big log, like yeah, um, God. like a big a big battered log of black pudding, yeah, and a bit of tomato sauce, and it was like you knew your heart was like struggling, <laughs> yeah. but it was so addictive. So I reckon I because we had it uh, where the Loch Ness monster is in Loch Lomond, I think it's called. We sat there and looked at the lock and ate fish and chip, but it was black pudding and chips oh what a combo and it was it was a, a core a memory that's locked in and I re i'd love to go back and do that again yeah. that was great did yeah. you see loch ness 
Oh, not this Didn't, time. Unfortunately, nah, no, not this time. No, <laughs> Damn not shame. This time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him next time. So yeah. I've never had um, a, a black pudding, um, and I, I it's a thing in Scotland that sounds incredible, mm. but having it, I guess, deep fried with chips, watching out the like does sound really idyllic, but also really confusing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's funny. The taste of it is not. I just tried a little bit that a friend had like once at a because pre- they serve it with breakfast. It's very popular. Mm, yeah, not battered, just like this, like a circle of it with a breakfast. Uh, just like a circle of them, and it just tastes like um, it's just like a sausage roll, but a peppery, a really peppery, <laughs> pla- like rich, peppery black sausage roll, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's just. Oh, it's very, very nice. <laughs> that that um, does sound fantastic. I, th- I feel like I have to go to Scotland now and try this because yeah. uh, uh, so many people now have said it. it. It has to be good. You would like it. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I've been told so many times, oh, there's great. You can get great black pudding at Melbourne Market or something. Mm. And I'm, I just refuse. I'll never have it in Australia because I will be, you know, 150 kilos yeah. In the space of a year, I just could. I just need to make it my Scotland treat when I go over there. That's so interesting. Get, yeah, I thought you were going to say it's too addictive. Too addictive. I thought you were going to say because it will never be as good as it was in Scotland. But I think no, you, I think these places <laughs> the are addiction. shipping it out. They're yeah. shipping it out from where I got <laughs> it from. The same. It's the same stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, I've got oh, a cross. addictive personality. I need to avoid it. Yeah, stay away <laughs> from the black pudding. <laughs> Now you've got the afternoon. So like Ferris Bueller, you've got an uh-huh. afternoon adventure. It can be anything with anyone. What uh-huh. would you do for your perfect afternoon adventure? You know what? It's going to be pretty boring. It's going to be very simple. But just with the amount of time I have these days, which is not a lot to myself, I reckon I'd just get a mate and go and have a hit of golf. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll just go and play nine or 18 holes of golf with yeah. a mate who I've been meaning to, you know, I've got a couple of mates who've been meaning to do it for two years, and I'd finally catch up on that game. I reckon. Two. I'd stay years. obviously. I'd I'd stay out of the ponds and everything, but I <laughs> but I'd love to just go and just no nowhere else to be, get a cart, a mate, you know, and just go and play some golf at a quiet little golf course on a nice sunny afternoon this is the first time we've ever had a cyclical episode we have never <laughs> ended where we've started and i'm surprised <laughs> at your place of trauma that you are so keen yeah. <laughs> to go back yeah. to obviously avoiding the swamp as much as yeah, possible no, on that it, red dye yeah if the ball goes in the water i'm not i'm not going in. it's staying in there i'm not going in after it i feel like you'll see your like the 16 year old version of you in that swamp and you'll just have a <laughs> you'll just smile and be like yeah, yeah. how far we've come <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and if i see any kids in there i'll just warn them about what's to come yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> get excited boys <laughs> yeah yeah but that that would be lovely yeah just, are you uh, are you a big golfer yeah. have you played for a while I've always played from childhood and I just, uh, it's just finding, you know, that's with anything now because comedy's a real uh, Friday night, Saturday night is kind of your main nights. You're always going to be working yeah. all year round. Uh, it's hard to get out and get a hit in on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday morning um, just because you're obviously, obviously somewhere in a different place yeah, or need true. to be on the road or, yeah, so it's, uh, that's yeah, it's hard to get a, get the time. Yeah. I'd love to play cricket still too, but yeah, that's all 
that's a, a dream. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like having that extra time, like you do need a decent amount of time for 18 holes of golf. Like it's not a quick yeah. afternoon. It's like, nah, it's like it's a, a full four day or five hours. Event. Yeah. yeah. And having a yeah. buggy as well, very important. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wouldn't bother walking anymore, but um, no. yeah, having a little cart to drive me around would be lovely. Now, do you, and, do you want someone driving you or are you guys going to be at the Oh, no. I drive. Yeah. yeah. I feel I like it's half the fun, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to flip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you are you beating your friend this day? Like, who's who's the better golfer? Uh, it depends who I go with. Um, I've played a bit with, you probably know Sam Taunton, um, yeah. who's now living down here on the project. He is a fantastic golfer. <laughs> yeah. um, I love his company, but I probably would avoid playing him too much because he, he was almost a pro back in the day. Oh, but um, this is your perfect day. On this day, yeah, you can have th- the best game of your life. Yeah, it still wouldn't <laughs> come still close wouldn't. to it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd take the the mate who is the worst at golf just to make sure it's a perfect day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'd take my fa- my father in law. Maybe. Yeah, and, you don't want to leave anything yeah. to chance here. You want to make sure yeah. that you get that double bogey on the first and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all in one at some point. <laughs> yeah that sounds great now we often ask do you, would you want a cameo at the golf course like so they could be someone that's playing with you or someone just walks past during the day um as, as part of your perfect afternoon like as you know someone famous that i like yeah it could be someone like famous sort of... or maybe a friend that you haven't seen in many years like really uh... anyone or it could be no one that's fine too <laughs> that's a good question i reckon oh, it'd be great if like someone like um adam scott or like um, Cameron Smith, the golfer, not the footy player. Yeah, like like a, a a pro Aussie golfer that's still currently playing came and said, "Can I join your group?" Like that'd be yeah, that'd be super cool. Giving you yeah. some tips as you go. Yeah, and it's kind of more realistic than like I don't know, you know, a, my favorite footy player turning up for a game. I'd rather <laughs> you know, it'd be great to learn some tips off a pro. Yeah, because also your yeah. favorite footy player, if they suck at golf, they're more of a burden than a than a benefit. Yeah. So at least yeah. Adam Scott, you know he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be a good time. Like he'll yeah, be yeah. around for it. Yeah, he can show us how to do it. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, are you I'd pick him. Are you a golf watcher? I watch like the Masters is on uh now mm. sort of thing. So I watch things like that, the big ones, the big four. Yeah. The Brit- British Open I'll stay up for. When I went to Edinburgh, I went to St. Andrews where the British Open has been many times, like the home of golf and had a walk around there. Um, so I do like the, I can't, I can't just sit and watch it any day. It has to be something, something big to, you know, check it out. And I might have a little look at the Australian Open in, in summertime around Christmas time yeah. there where it's on the telly, but that's about it. It's, yeah. it's so interesting because I watch, I'd say, pretty much all sports and golf is the only sport yeah. that I can, I've just never been able to get into from a watching yeah. capacity. <laughs> so I'm yeah, impressed that you're able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most riveting thing. I think you need to be, I, what I like, because those Masters and the British Open and those big ones, um, the US Open, they are... There's Aussies in there, so there's maybe only okay. over like six or seven Aussies, and you're you're really rooting for the Aussies. So there's something like you're kind of cheering for them you're to win that because yeah. So there's a bit of investment in it, but just general American tour golf, <laughs> where there's a bunch of Aussies, you don't yeah, it's not as enthralling. You're happy for them, but but yeah, it's, it's not the not, same. Not, no, I get that. No. Look, I still think it's a bit like watching grass grow, but I'm I'm glad that you enjoy <laughs> it. That's that's the main yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally, I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> oh, oh no. I've got some bad news. Um, yeah. At the golf course, 
um, uh-huh. the owner of the golf course actually comes to you and says, Daniel, aren't you meant to be working here in, in the swamps? I thought you said you were <laughs> sick today. You had severe diarrhea. What's, what's going on? Why, why have you yeah. lied to me? You're clearly, I mean, you're playing golf. I mean, you're with Adam Scott. Like what's going yeah. on? Yeah. So I have to answer. Uh, yeah. I, this, this is the hypothetical. This is the hypothetical. Would probably, what would you say? I'd probably just get my putter out and just swipe him across the head, I reckon. <laughs> cool. So you're going to yeah. murder someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, well, knock him out and then just continue. Because you're not going to ruin my great afternoon with Adam Scott. <laughs> it's just a so, quick blip. Yeah. You've knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick <laughs> tap on the side of the head. Down he goes. I, I've, uh, I, I, think you've, you I think you've broken me. I think you have legitimately broken me with this answer. <laughs> I love it. You don't even want a bar of it. You're just like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Knock him out. Yeah. Don't care that it's a salt. I want to finish yeah. my 18 holes. Yeah. I'm, always, I'm still razzed up from that Coke I had with the fish and chips. I'm still full of sugar. Uh, I'm razzed yeah. up. Adam Scott's give me the nod to say, just, just we'll knock him out. He won't remember it. He'll yeah. get up and just walk back to his office. He'll just, and it's your perfect Everybody, day. So he's just confused. He doesn't even realize. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, if I hated him as a boss, probably that adds to the perfect day. You know, being able to just—that is true. Hypothetically, hypothetically <laughs> swipe him across. <laughs> him out. And really, at a golf course, it's very easy to say, "Oh, you didn't realize someone yeah. shouted four. You've been hitting the head with a golf ball." Yes, very, very plausible. Perfect. Very plausible. Or just peg, just peg a, a golf ball <laughs> at his head. Um, yeah. <laughs> or the less violent, maybe just like in the side of the knee, like just like wipe yeah. his leg out from under him. Yeah. That's yeah. A bit okay. Less that works. Confronting. I think we he still have to down. go with your first answer because it's, <laughs> it's just obscene and I love it for it. <laughs> All right, let's let's recap your perfect sick day. So you start off, uh, you're a yeah. golf ball a golf ball boy in the swamps. Yeah. Uh, you've got that red dye all over you. You're picking up the golf balls for 50 cents per ball. But thankfully, yeah. today, you have fake diarrhea, so you get the day off, which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. They don't ask any more questions because it's just not something you ask about. Um, I now right. realize that when... We'll get to this at the end, but I think I have the excuse to get you out of any police charges and you'll never guess what it is. <laughs> um, you then listen to this Velvet Glove by one of the greatest, probably my favorite band of all time, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Then you go to nice. Bernie's Seafood in Batemans Bay and just have more or less everything, <laughs> just an absolute seafood platter in that yeah. beautiful, beautiful paper that you know means it's a good fish and chips shop. You're going to have a quick dip before you go in a quick swim and then sit on the beach. Um, no one's no one's irritating you at this time. Yeah. And then you're having a lovely nap. But then in the afternoon, you've got enough time that you're going to go for 18 holes of golf with one of your mates <laughs> who you can beat because you don't want it to be a bad day. And then look, yeah. what's this? Adam Scott just happens to stumble by and give you some pro golf tips. Um, yeah. And then before you know it, uh, someone's come up. It's your old boss. You've managed to knock him out and you haven't been charged <laughs> because, of course, you have diarrhea. So <laughs> you can't get charged. How does that sound for your perfect sick day? What? Oh, that is – what a dream. I would love to – hope this, this manifests something for us in the future. <laughs> There's been a couple where I'm like, I think this is possible. Yours, yeah. maybe even with Adam Scott, I feel like this is possible except for the assault it's aspect not- of it. It's all very it's not possible. Totally. Yeah. I know a guy, I used to work with a guy years ago who is who grew up with him in South Australia. Oh wow. For a, for a while and then in Queensland knew him and used to play golf with him. So possi- you know, there's really loose links there, but 
It's I um, well, I believe in you. I feel like it could happen. We really need to hear when it does. I feel like the next <laughs> next iteration of this podcast is me getting enough funding to pay for this for the for the guests. So let's <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope it's happening. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, we are so excited to see you at the Sydney Comedy Festival. You will be there in May. We cannot wait. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your perfect sick day with us and coming on Chucking a Sicky. No worries, uh, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, really looking forward to getting up to Sydney for the fest. <coughs> Chuck a Sicky. And that was the perfect day off of Daniel Connell. Um, he broke me. Well done. Not only was it the first ever cyclical episode, started with golf, ended with golf, but our first ever potential murder charge, which is super exciting on the perfect day off. I think we realized he's not going to get done because of his diarrhea. Thank goodness. Make sure to get tickets to Daniel's show. He was an absolute pleasure to have a chat with. He will be at the Sydney Comedy Festival on the 18th and 19th of May. So get your tickets and make sure also to give us a like, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Really helps the podcast and join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.